Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rescuing Churches, where it is always a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. My name is Josh. That's my dad, Stan. Good afternoon, everybody. And silent partner Mike is here, man of the knobs at Mission Control. Dad, we're kind of coming into the Christmas season, I guess, about the time this episode will launch. Tis um, the season. Tis the season. Mm-hmm. So all the festive Christmas decorations are up in the sanctuary here at our church. Um, I don't know about the sanctuaries of all the listeners. Right, right. But, some, uh, some of them put them up in December. We, our, our folks came by this weekend and did a bunch of that. So Yeah, that, that happened over really the nice. weekend for us. So um, I guess you kind of want to have a little bit of, just judging from the content of this episode, a little bit of pastoral holiday talk. Right. And kind of put some things into perspective for ministers and for people that are in the church. Yep. So let, uh, me, let me ask you first, right at the outset, what actually inspired you to kind of ponder these elements and aspects? Well, I like thinking about, you know, what's going on in my head and processing that and then thinking how the other guys are processing. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, two or three pastors I've talked to this week by phone. Um, and we were just talking through the holidays, you know, what's going on at your church. And uh, as you know, one of our churches that we support had a big tragedy in their parking lot. Oh yeah. Um, uh, overnight shooting that was not related to the church, but it became related to the church when it happened in their parking lot. When sure two, two gangs kind of took it out on each other there and a young, yep. young high school boy died. And that church is, you know, that holiday is hard now. And I'd like to say for all of you who do subscribe to our 614 email newsletter, just while you're on this note, I'm going to make a mention of this. Um, because that pastor, Pastor Paul Jettle, is not making any secret of this. In fact, he's asking all of our followers to pray, yes, yeah. to pray for the church. Yeah, Wildwood. Yep. Like Wildwood Baptist Church in Macon, Georgia. So if you guys are not following our newsletter, our email newsletter, you can find the link to that on our website on the media page at 614ministries.org backslash media. There's a newsletter option there. You can also sign up for it on our Facebook page. There's a little box you can do that in. Um, And that's just a real quick, easy way monthly for you to have all that news. And the November newsletter just went out, and so all of that information is in there, and there's also a post about it on our Facebook page as well. Yeah, please pray for Pastor Paul and his church. But so, some holiday, some churches have great holiday experiences. Oh, yeah. Some have very hard times. Sometimes something happens in the middle of a season that's great, and it turns into a, a difficult time. And yep, kind you know, of Pastor like Paul's working through that. But I've talked to other pastors as well, and we're just talking through, you know, what are you doing for your Christmas services? How are your people uh, through co- you know the COVID back side of this and all that, and you know, do you have special things you're trying to work on? Are you just trying to survive the holidays? Are you right. trying to build some big weekend 
around the Christmas holiday or whatever. So there's always, you know, like I said at the top of this little thing I wrote out, you know, a pastor has to consider about a hundred different angles um, for families and church life during the holidays. I mean, there's about a hundred different ways to look at it. And everybody in the churches looks at a holiday a little bit different. You know, everybody sees holidays a little bit different. Some real good, some real bad, some in the middle. Um, But the pastor has to connect with all of those. And the ministry team has to learn to connect with all of those. Um, So I'm really just kind of reminding myself and the guys that are ministering and maybe some lay people, you know, they need to hear the laymen that are listening to this that serve in a church. Your pastor's brain has to go into overtime oh, a little yeah. bit through the holidays. And, and he's specifically dealing with, I think, and some of what you're referring to here is your pastor is thinking about the specific individuals and families in, in, in his church mm-hmm. and how they deal with and view the holidays and how it affects them, not just how people in general View and view the holidays, but how the specific people in his church. Yeah, you're sh- how you're you're shepherding your yep, flock. His and this flock. is this is the exactly. time to get them through the season. Yep, exactly. You know, so I just thought of four different specific things I, I thought would be helpful to share. I like that coming into the holiday season. Okay, so first let, let's take number one here. You say that some people have big blocks of time off during the holidays, and it can feel a little bit like things are supposed to slow down. Um, do you see this with a lot of the pastors that we work with with 614? Or sure. It really, it really depends. I mean, every church has its own culture and identity. Right. But let's say you had a church with 30-plus um, percent of your church is all involved in some sort of the education system or something like that. Okay. Man, they're, they're looking for that big two. They get two weeks off. Oh, yeah. Right? Huge. You know, I, I, we've had guys in our church. We're blue-collar, no-collar church, and we've had guys in our church that save up their vacation because they worked at the same company for years right. so they can have six or seven weeks off to hunt the whole time. That must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It must be really <laughs> nice. Um, so, but, but what they want to do is nothing but hunt, sure. you know, and sure. they're literally going to move into don't their, call me, don't bother me, move on to their farm or go up to yeah. their, to their hunting property and just sit there in the woods for six weeks. Yeah. That's the, I'm not coming up to help you move tables at the church. Yeah. And, and we've had, we've had business owners that love to build, into their schedule, the winter months is their time that That's they right. take a lot of time off. They travel, uh, they may load up and go to the mountains for a weekend or two, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes for two or three weeks, they'll go to the mountains. Um, and so some churches, uh, it can feel like, you know, this is the down, all the kids are out of school and everything can slow, is slowing way down. So we can slow ourselves down take some big days off for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving kind of is the warm up. You start, oh, yeah. you get, you know, yep. extended weekend for that. Um, you know, some of the businesses closed, that kind of deal. So it feels like everything's slow, starting to slow down a little bit and you feel like a break is coming. But if you're the pastor, what you, if you experience pastor, yep. what you realize is that's not true for everybody. Yep. And, that's right. You know, if, if you're in that church, that's like ours, uh, blue collar, no collar. They're not, we, we don't have a lot of wealthy business owners that are blocking their, you know, holidays into the holiday. Sure. Um, and, and they, most of our folks can't afford to take time off right. from their job. Still got to pay the bills. Yeah. So they're going to be there literally on Thanksgiving day and on Christmas day. If their company asks them to work a half a day, That's right. you know, they're going to be the checkout lady at whatever, yep. you know, Walgreens or whatever. Um, so if they're, if they're retail workers, if they're restaurant, you know, people or that kind of deal, 
I mean, you have tons of experience with <laughs> I will give a resounding amen to yeah. the retail people. So right. After 15 plus years in clothing retail, I, I, I remember the days uh, when I started, even when I just started in retail, where you were off on Thanksgiving, but then you had to come back for Black Friday. Well, then, which is a nightmare. Yeah. Well, then st- Black Friday was bad enough because Black Friday for a lot of us in retail was, hey, the store's opening at midnight. You might have to go in at one or two in the morning. Sure. Your shift might start at one or two a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, pull eight, nine hours, get off, go home, sleep, come back, and come back in the evening. Right. All on the same day. Right. But then stores started figuring out, hey, we can make a profit on Thanksgiving Day. That's right. And we're not worried about this family thing that should be happening. Right. So right. y'all, we're, y'all we're should not family just, centric. Y'all all. should all just come into work. <laughs> yeah, we're business centric. So, but but it, it it's for a pastor, you have some of your church people slowing down. Yep. Mentally, emotionally, family wise, and you know relationally, they're able to sort of slow down and focus. Yeah, but we're not. While while another part of the the body. Uh, or many of the people in your church, if it's a smaller church that's, you know, extremely um, busy group, then they're literally going to be working even harder during the season. So this season's actually a little more stressful for them. Faster. It's faster for them. Exactly. Exactly. And so we have to consider those who who are going to work like that. And, you know, I was thinking about a couple of our folks that are caterers and their businesses tend to do a lot of catering. Oh, yeah. Man, this is their time. All these all these hospitals and businesses around us want to have a you know thanksgiving party now they're going to have christmas parties you know left and right we're gonna have a christmas party for our executives and we have a christmas party for the secretaries and we have a christmas party for the you know for our uh people down in the in the uh, shop we're gonna give them a party so we're gonna cater all that well if somebody in your church is a is a part of a catering service or whatever you know now they're they're the most busy ever that's right uh, which is great for their business, but yeah. in your in in your brain, you got to remember, you know, I don't need to definitely don't need to pile on this guy during Christmas. You know, I don't need to have him running five different projects at church and men's group. Sure, because he's, you know, he and his family or whatever in their business. they this is their busiest time. What I what I hear you saying a little bit here is you got to be if you're a pastor, you got to be sensitive to these things. You got you got to be paying attention and shepherding well. Yeah, you got you got to right. be sensitive to them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Secondly, in your list, you say some people really get into the holidays with decorations, huge family gatherings, and multiple holiday parties in their homes. So I, I definitely see this happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some practical ways that a pastor can deal with this? You know, I mean, you've got people that obviously get really wrapped up in the in the Christmas season. You got a whole list here of that, but um, but a lot of people just find themselves, you know, real lonely during this time too. So how, well, does, how does a pastor actually again, shepherd? It's the two sides of that. So, yeah. so some people in your church, man, they can't wait for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving begins it. And then the Christmas season, they want to do all the possible decorating they can do. They're going to have little train sets and houses all over their house. And, you know, they're going to, they're going to decorate everything they can. And every right. tree in their yard's got something in it. And they're just, they love it. They love the family time. They love having people over for, you know, desserts and coffees through it. And then they have the big family parties and then they have, they'll invite their business partners over for, you know, a party and they'll have their Sunday school class over for a party. So, so you got that family that's all about how awesome this season is. Right. Then at the same time in the same church, and I got the call this past week about this, uh, from one of our church members, this is a hard time for me. I don't like holidays at all. Yeah. You know, my mother died the day before Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Well, now 
that that sets you back. And that and that person's very close to their mom. And it hasn't been that long. They haven't had a right years of grieving. It's just been a few years. And so they're like, I, I I miss my mom so much. All I can do is think about her. Yeah. And how I wish she was making dinner at the table for us. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to make that stuff because she didn't teach any yeah. of us. Really, we didn't get a chance to learn. And so, you know, it's not a yay can't yeah. wait to for Christmas. Yeah. It's a Oh my gosh, another Christmas without mom, you know? Yeah. So, so you have that, you have people that are having very hard times. They're like you were saying, they're very depressed. They lost a loved one They they haven't ever, some, some people at our, our church, as you know, is, is we have a, quite a number of rehab people in our church that have gone through, uh, rehab centers and, and recovered from a lot of stuff. Right. Well, they were raised in really bad homes. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, their parents either helped them do drugs, taught them to do drugs, or fought the whole time they were there until yep. they were divorced and left them almost homeless. Yep. So we have a number of people that were raised literally on the streets. That's right. And for the holidays for them, they don't even understand what you're talking about. It's like when you talk about a Hallmark Christmas, they're like, what is that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you know, so so it's not a positive experience for That's them. That's right. Um, it's, it's, it's lonely. It's scary. Um, so, some people, you know, they're – their divorce happened through the holidays or yep. their, their, their reason for getting divorced is something that happened in the holidays. Yeah. So and all that, those are triggers. It just all those rolls are, around on the calendar. Yeah. Well, and it dredges up all of those memories for them. Yeah. yeah so as a pastor, Absolutely. while you're in the pulpit talking about how, what a wonderful time of the year and, you know, spend time with your families and everybody, yep. you got to remember there are people going, I don't want to spend, you don't, yeah. you haven't met oh, my yeah. family. And it's <laughs> not just that. I mean, we're even up there singing, you know, great Christmas music, great godly biblical Christian music. And even just the, the, some of that music can be, is associated with this time of the year. So it just rings, right, rings right. all that out for them emo- yeah, emotionally. And, yeah. And you have to be careful that, yep. that you're, you know, as, as you know, well, even at Thanksgiving, we had, you know, people over to our house that had nowhere to go. Right. Their exactly. families. Their families don't have anything that they do like that, and if they did, they're not healthy things. So yep. they're like, "Hey, we don't have." Anything. I'm like, "Hey, just come hang out come, with us. Come over to our house." So, which is great, but the church should do that. That's right. You know, that's a big part of what we should be doing. That's exactly um, right. I love that. Yeah, and and but as a pastor, just a quick quick note, you have to see both sides of that, and you have to be sensitive to right. that. When you're talking about the family gatherings in your pulpit, like it's the greatest thing in the world, there are some people out there thinking it's the scary. You you haven't been, you haven't seen my family. Right, you know, it's terrifying. I would never yeah. go back to my family. I'm not going back if you pay me. Yeah, and some people going, I never even had that experience. Mm-hmm. Didn't even grow up with it. Right, so. right. All right. So number three, the holidays tend to put some pressure on you as a pastor. Um, specifically, let's talk about this this pressure here. What kind of pressure are you talking about you know it's a lot of times during the christmas season you have some unchurched people that are going to show up um you know just because yeah there's the positive and negative that drug them there that i mean yeah that happened all the time with some of my friends when i was just a kid so yeah there's some people the only time they're gonna be in church is christmas oh yeah christmas season is the only time they're coming and it's because meemaw yeah you know, Meemaw said you got to come. Got to come to church. And we're all going to church with Meemaw this yep. Sunday. I don't care. Get your clothes on. You're going to church. Yep. I don't care if you're 35 years old, you know, <laughs> you're st- but you're living in my house. You're still going to church with us. That's right. You know, so. Um, Easy now on those 35 years. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's people that, that literally this is their time to come to church. And as a pastor, when you see guests in your church through this time, you got to recognize very possibly unchurched people. They're, oh, yeah. This is not this is not their thing. They're being brought or or maybe they've been drawn by something they saw. Maybe they're trying out church for the first time, but they're they may have the mindset of the unchurched. So you got to be careful about your yeah, yeah. your your preaching dialogue and your your 
your interaction with them, you, you can't assume they know, you know, Bible locations in the Bible, key names and key words. You got to get the Christianese out of it. Yeah, you know? the, yeah, exactly. And and or at least try to to be sensitive to those that may be very uh, new in their faith or not have any faith there. Um, and then, of course, you have as a pastor, the other pressure you have on you is you have to be sure your church is hosting well. You know, we Big time. we got to be thinking through who, people who are coming through, and we can't just. We've talked about this on a previous podcast, but a but a small church is literally like a family, and when a guest comes in, it's like it's like you're you're a non family member showing up at a family reunion. Yeah, you're you're somebody that nobody. Every Sunday's a family reunion. Yep, and I don't know anybody's name, and everybody here knows everybody's name and their dog's name. That's right. And you know, we all got pictures of each other on our refrigerators, mostly at home. So we yeah, like yeah, each other. Yeah. That's why we're here. Small church. Yeah. That's why we're here. So, right. so we got to figure out a way to host well during that. Now, I'll tell you too, as a just uh, on a side note, as a communications guy and a guy that thinks through a lot of things communication wise, you're going to see a peak in what you're talking about with a variety of people coming in during the holidays. Um, but especially the people who are either unchurched or very especially the people that only go to church one time a year, right. you're going to see that a lot. Um, not just the from the demographic of the folks because Mima drug me there, you're gonna see those those spikes in searches for churches in the area. Yeah. So you're gonna see that Google search spike, you're gonna see that Facebook search spike especially. Um it's it's the it's that whole December, I know it's time I should be in church or should go to church or my friend wants me to go to church with him. So let's just find a church nearby mm-hmm. that we should go to. Yeah. And we're going to try to find that website that looks okay or that Facebook page or whatever. Yeah, let's all, just go. All the more reasons they need to go back and listen to all the podcasts we've done on communications and how right. but, your but, website but, needs to be friendly, your hosting as, on the yeah, website but needs as, to be friendly. Aside from all the techie stuff, to, and to your point, it is very much that whole you're going to get people in from a wide range of wide range yeah i've i've either never been to church or only been to church a few mm-hmm. times or just stumbled across you online you know whatever yeah and then the other pressure on pastors to to round out this third one is what we talked about before you've got so many varied emotions during the holiday season and you're preaching to people that are very joyous and people that are very broken you're preaching the the i hope i hope all of you as ministers are not just preaching on the the birth of Christ, but his death, because his birth is about his death. That's right. And so, so you're, you're bringing the hope of the resurrection, uh, into Christmas season and letting people understand even your brokenness is the repair guy showed up as a baby in a manger That's right. to fix your brokenness. And you can preach that with much empathy and much sincerity. Um, if you'll preach the whole story of, of, you know, Christ, you end up really making everybody understand no matter how bad your holiday season is or how good it is, the best is that we're resurrected from death to life by Christ coming to die on the cross, pay for all, all of our sins. And we have a hope, Amen. you know, that will not um, ever end because of that. That's good. That's mm-hmm. right. All right, so number four, as as pastors, we have to take care of ourselves and our family so that while we're shepherding a wide range of people and their emotions, like we talked about a second ago, um, you know, you're saying that pastors also have to take time for themselves and for their family so that they have, you know, a little bit of time to refresh. So let me just ask you, I mean, you know, 
just as a pastor's kid and somebody that's around you all the time watching some of the things you do, what are some, some specific things you recommend, but what has also helped you personally? How do you, um, maybe after you give us a few of your personal ones and, mm-hmm. and give us some suggestions for pastors, also kind of help these pastors think along, how do you fit those things into your busy already busy pastoral routine because there some of them are already juggling a lot so 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 some of them are going to be thinking hey i don't have any time to go do blah 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 right so kind of kind of help us there well there's no option really in that Mm -hmm. you have to take some time for yourself not just the holidays but all the time right but during the holidays you should try to find a way to refresh yourself you should find a way to Go for a short walk in the park. If there's a park nearby and you can just get out and go for a walk. Oh, in absolutely. Brisk air. Um, you know, hopefully you're not, you know, like here, it's finally cooled off some. Oh, yeah. It's done 108 outside today, which is yeah. awesome. Horrible heat index. Right. Um, but you can just go for a nice walk. If, if, you know, if there's some woods nearby and you can walk the trails, if there's some hunting trails and that kind of deal. If you're a golfer, you can spend, just do nine holes. Don't play the, you know, hole 18, just do nine. Um, get somebody to take you fishing at a pond if you don't have a way to get out on a boat or whatever. Right. You know, whatever it is you do to detox yourself a little bit and lessen your stress. For me, it's getting in the woods, um, hunting. I can literally just go, you know, use the tractor for a little while on the hunting land and feel better. So I love hunting, but I also like working it. So that's a refresher for me. It's not, it's not work. It's, it's refreshing. Um, I also can spend time with another pastor and it refreshes me at times. Um, if I sit down with another guy, we can just spar a little bit, talk a little bit about the good things in church, talk a little bit about the bad things in church, and then talk a little what we what we typically do when I talk with other pastors is we eventually, you know, start refreshing each other with scripture, man. Here's something I've been studying that's really inspired me. You need to think about this. And, right. Oh yeah, well, here's something I have. You know, and you've you've been at lunches where we've done that before. Oh, yeah. So um, but it's really, really cool to to ref- focus on that. And then I, as a pastor, you also need to remember um, your family needs you through this Christmas season. Christmas is a good time to spend with your family. So you got to block some time out to do that. And if you need to tell a couple of elders, hey, I need you to cover a Sunday night or a Wednesday night thing for me so that I've got one sermon to prepare and then all the other church stuff to do. Um, so I can have some time with my family or if you need an elder to fill your Sunday, one Sunday, that's fine. You know, if you need to find another pastor locally that can, there's lots of pulpit filled f- folks in most towns um, that are good for sure. And the, you know, you're, if you're Baptist, the Baptist association will know that if you're Presbyterian, the Presbyterians will know who, who the filler guys are that are Presbyterian that do well. And that's right. Methodist, the same thing. So, so you kind of pick your, pick your plan there. Um, and you know, you might just, ask around and find who can help you. But if you need some time off, tell your church leadership, tell your deacons, you know, I just need a, I need a window of time. I need a week where I'm not having to prepare for Sunday right? or having to prepare this long series. And I, I want to get refreshed through the holidays. That's right. That's I good. think, I think December is a good time to, uh, November, December for me is a good time for me to plan and think through all of my next year's, um, generic pulpit. I don't lock it down like in stone, um, but I do know that next year we need, like our church, we need to have a series on family. We need to teach about the family. Sure. Um, 
We have a lot of new families in our church, and they need to all be centered around the same principles. Yeah, that's almost regularly a yearly thing for us. Biblical principles. So we're going to do a family series, and then you know, then I want us to find a book that we're going to study together. I'm praying right now for the Lord to reveal to me while I'm in the hunting stand, right, and relaxed and thinking um, to reveal to me what's the best book for us as a church. And I, I have some ideas, but I want that confirmed. I want to have a real piece about it before you lock yourself into a, you know, nine month, 10 month book study. Yeah. 12, 12 weeks or yeah, 12 months. Two, two years. If I did, we did Corinthians over two years. Yeah, so. we did. Yeah. We spent, Corinthians we took a little while. We were there so, for a while. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I do, I do believe as we're in, we were in Galatians for a while too. Actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great book. Speaking of six or Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but while we're helping these people through all their emotions, we have to we have to have a, a strength of ourselves to do that. That's right, and we have to be able to help the broken and help the joyous. The only way that's going to happen is if you're being refreshed yourself. So, Big time. Big and I, and I'll just throw out to you, you know, part of our goal at six fourteen is to not see a pastor burn out or get exhausted, and not get help. So if you're having trouble finding help, let us know. Oh you yeah, know, if depending on where you are, we might can just send somebody to cover for you a little oh, bit yeah. and help you and. um and give you a break. Uh, we, we've got four or five, six or seven guys that love to preach and wouldn't mind traveling a little bit to do that. So, um, and, but that helps me stay refreshed when I can put another guy in my pulpit. So, um, but I'm, but I'm really encouraging all our pastors. It's the season is refreshing, um, uh, but it's also stressful. So, Find your balance in that. If you need help, if you just need to talk and shout and yell and fuss. That is you know, part of what we do. Yeah. Dial, <laughs> dial the numbers and we'll, we'll reach out to you and get on the phone and have a little talk and and uh, and help you through whatever we can. So, But I appreciate all the pastors that serve so faithfully all year long. Oh, big time. But, you know, you fought through COVID. Now you fought through another year of crazy. And, oh, yeah. and here we are at the, the big Christmas holidays coming up. Um, lots to preach about and rejoice and celebrate. Amen. All right. That's great. All right. Thanks, guys. That's going to do it for us today on this episode. Thanks for listening to Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all the content, dialogue, helpful and inspiring as always. I'm Josh. Stan, silent partner, Mike, and we'll catch you guys next time. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thanks for listening.